This is the EWN Podcast Network. Do you know how often identity theft occurs? Every two seconds, affecting even children. The great news is that you and your loved ones don't have to become the next victim. In the Cyber Mindful with Sandra podcast, we'll explore together simple practices that increase the cyber safety of you, your family, and your business. I'm your host, Sandra Esto, and I believe the key to protecting yourself from hackers, scammers, and cyber monsters is rooted in being fully present, both online and offline. This podcast is a conversation among friends. I'm delighted that you are choosing to take charge of your cyber safety because you deserve to have peace of mind online and protect what matters most to you. So let's do this together. Hi, welcome to another episode of Cyber Mindful with Sandra. Today, I'm so delighted for my guest in the show. I mean, I met Diego a year ago in a, in a speaking engagement that I was so surprised that I actually was able to pull off. And I, I, I'll tell you why um, later, but Diego was the most kind and amazing supported, you know, during that moment of my life. Um, that day, my, my mother-in-law passed away and he, he was just, you know, there for me in that moment. And somehow, I don't know, with a stranger, have you ever felt like a connection? Like that's exactly how I felt with Diego and his team and, and the, uh, and, and everyone that was in that speaking opportunity. Now, who is Diego? Diego Sosa is the Global Chief Information Security Officer at Cummings. And he, I mean, an incredible thought leader. Diego has so many awards. I mean, he is being recognized as the top global CISO in 2022 by the Cyber Defense Magazine. He's actually one of the top 100 global CISOs. I mean, imagine how many CISOs are in the world, and he's in the top 100. Now, he's also the innovator of the year in 2022. He's also top 100 most influential and notable Hispanic professional in the IT security. And I can keep going on and on and on about all the accomplishments and all the amazing things that Diego has done in his career. Most importantly, as, as, as a leader, he's just someone approachable humble and welcome Diego to the show. I am so delighted to have you today. Thank you so much, Sandra. Thank you for the, the kind words you put out there. So everything you just described, I was not able to do by myself. That's a whole team behind me that helps me to get there and be successful. Uh, but I'm, I'm very excited to be here today. I know we're going to have a very interesting conversation for those that are listening, watching us right now. I, mm -hmm. I, I hope they can learn something today and they can apply on their career, personal life and become better people as well. Thank you. Absolutely. Diego, 
Now, let's start with, with that, Diego, your story. Like, how, you have so many accomplishments, so many things that you have pulled off. And I love that you recognize the team that's behind you. But so let's talk about who, you know, how, where did you grow up? How did you get into technology, cybersecurity? Tell us everything. No, definitely. Thank you for asking that question. I really enjoy sharing my story and, and show to people that, yes, we can. Sing se puede, right? In Spanish, mm -hmm. uh, originally from Brazil, uh, in a small city, a small city, mid-sized city called San Jose dos Campos in Sao Paulo State. Uh, mm -hmm. I grew up there, uh, and you know, my my parents didn't have all the the financial, uh, like financial support that they should have to put me in a school or things like that. So in the beginning, it was really tough, but I had the luck to have amazing parents that. Even though it was a hard time, they continued to invest and motivate me, right, to grow. Mm -hmm. So uh, technology was, an, I don't want to say it was an accident, but maybe it was. So I, I joined. So I didn't have money to go to the college and this university had this one month free uh, kind of promotion. I decided to go there and, and try for one month at least. I joined the organization. In the first, in the first uh, month, I got an internship. Right to work in a okay. Brazilian government department, which deals with cybersecurity, IT, and stuff like that. I just fell in love with technology at that time, and I decided that that was what I would like to do for the rest of my life. And I have been doing that since. Mm -hmm. I worked for several organizations, uh, global organizations such as United Airlines, General Electric, uh, the Brazilian government that I mentioned before as well. And I think cyber has been my my blood since I really started mm -hmm. my career like 20-ish years ago. Uh, and I just love it. Um, I came to United States about 10 years ago through General Electric, which is the company, the choir company I used to work for. Mm -hmm. They definitely gave me an opportunity. And I'm so glad for that opportunity. And all the leaders over there that opened up the door for me to come to U.S., And then here in the U.S., it was not easy. And, you know, right, as a Latino, moving from mm -hmm. abroad, uh, moving to abroad is, is really challenging, right? So we, you got here, then the first reaction is like the imposter syndrome. What mm -hmm. I'm doing here? Why I'm here? Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. I remember several times in the beginning being meetings and very quiet, not speaking, afraid of saying something or not being understood in the room mm -hmm. because of the accent or right the yeah. English. By the way, my English was almost none. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can relate to that so much. Yeah, almost none. <laughs> But you know what? It's I always had people behind me telling me, yes, mm -hmm. keep going, right? You're gonna grow, you're gonna learn. And I that's what I did. I continue to invest in myself in learning and going after the knowledge. Uh, and technology, mm -hmm. I, as I mentioned, is in my blood. I, I love what I do. I love cybersecurity, mm -hmm. but more than cybersecurity, I love people. Mm -hmm. I like to be with people, right? I cannot mm -hmm. do my work without being with people. That's kind of my 35,000 feet view story, right? Uh, yeah. How I got here to US, why I do, I'm do. i doing cybersecurity. It's, it's just a combination of a lot of great things. Mm -hmm. Love it. I mean, thank you for sharing that story. And I mean, As a Latina, I can totally relate to that feeling of 
you know, the imposter syndrome, yeah. for sure, like having that and thinking everyone else is smarter than you and, and you know, ha you know the, what you have to, to develop and the, I guess, the confidence that has to come yeah. out of you to accept who you are and to accept exactly all the gifts that you have. And you are incredible. Um, Diego, you, you, you know, all the, all the accomplishments and all the things that you have achieve are not accident for sure yeah you know Sandra, something that's very important i just want to pick back on your comment is mm -hmm. throughout my career and my journey i think one of the elements that i have applied that is working very well is don't assume you need mm -hmm. to know everything i don't yep. i don't know everything but relationship is very important that's the reason i like to meet mm -hmm. people there's a lot of things that i don't know but i'm sure i know mm -hmm. somebody that knows that piece that i have as a gap mm -hmm. and I'm going to learn through that mm -hmm. person so relationship mm -hmm. networking it's also was also a very mm -hmm. important process part of the, the process to 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 grow my career here in the United States yeah I love it now how you know how if there were two or three things I mean and you just mentioned one of course which is relationships um, what other things contribute the most to you develop the confidence and and be out of that imposter syndrome you know skin and how you know how like how how that transformation happened just could you share about yeah that? definitely that's a fantastic question and it, it's not easy i'll tell you it's not mm -hmm. easy right so you have to break some barriers inside mm -hmm. yourself sometimes mm -hmm. most of the issue i would say 99 of the, the time the problem is on us because we mm -hmm. create a barrier ourselves Like mm -hmm. people are willing to, to listen. People are willing to help. Yep. People are actually, they want to know more about you. They want to know what you're thinking. And we, mm -hmm. sometimes because of the imposter of syndrome or the syndrome, right? Yep. So we keep quiet. We stay quiet. We don't talk. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. for me, it was, I think if I want to kind of put a one, networking, making sure you have mm -hmm. people around you that can, that can help and support you. Find mentors, find coaches. Mm -hmm. And more than that, find sponsors. Sponsors is really mm -hmm. important, right? So people that know you and they're going to talk about you in rooms that you're not in. So that's very powerful. So second is be confident of yourself. Don't be afraid. Mm -hmm. There is no right or wrong question. That is just a question. Mm -hmm. That is just an opinion. The worst thing that can happen is somebody's going to listen and say, yes, I disagree with you. And then we're going to move forward. Don't take that mm -hmm. personal. Personally, right? Yeah. So it's professional. Mm -hmm. And three is for me is like keep investing in you. And when I say mm -hmm. keep investing in you, I'm going to take my position as an example. So I lead mm -hmm. a cybersecurity organization, a global team, mm -hmm. right? For this massive company that I work for now, Cummings. And a very important critical part of that role is not really about the cyber. Mm -hmm. It's really about understanding the business, how the business yep. operates. So Expand your skill set to beyond of your mm -hmm. knowledge of technical capabilities, right? If you're like want to be a CISO, you need to mm -hmm. make sure you you know the technical side of a cyber standpoint, but you need to understand business, how the business yeah. operates, how the finance of the business works, how project management works. Mm -hmm. So investing in those elements throughout this last 10 mm -hmm. years here in the United States were critical for me to be successful because I can speak the technical language when I'm talking to technical mm -hmm. people, but also I have the ability to translate that same message 
back to the business and the business can understand what I'm saying. Because mm-hmm. I see that I yeah. definitely three things they don't that we need to apply in our communication. When you're communicating, people may don't get you, may they may mm-hmm. don't understand you, or they may mm-hmm. don't like you. So you need to mm-hmm. identify where we are. Yeah. Right? Within those three. If they don't understand you, it's maybe how you're presenting, it's maybe mm-hmm. like how you passing the message. If they don't get you, it's because they may understand, but they don't get why you're trying to do that to the company. Try to, ch- mm-hmm. try to change the, the message in a way that's more mm-hmm. understandable, right? Easy for them to get it. And if you're in the mm-hmm. last pocket, they don't like you. It's a little bit harder because it's about uh, personal cho- uh, personal choices. Not about mm-hmm. you. It's not, a, it's not about the content. It's not about understanding what you're trying to do. It's maybe about you. And then mm-hmm. what in you needs to be changed for people to start to like you. Sometimes it is the yeah. way you approach people. This, there are many, many reasons. So applying those things was very important to me to, to get where I am today. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I love all three, um, you know, ways for, for you to have a better communication. Especially I want to talk about number one, they don't understand because sometimes, especially in the cybersecurity world, we both are, um, we try to convince people with technical jargon or with scary things. Like um, we see that so much. now, what what has been one of one technique that you have used in your company or when you speak with leaders or even when you speak with your family about cybersecurity? So let's let's chat, you know, chat about that yeah. part. I think that's that's another great question. Thank you. It's about how you make that personal. What mm-hmm. like how you bring to the personal content <laughs> of the topic that you can touch people. Because let's say I, if I go to a senior leader in my organization. And mm-hmm. they have zero knowledge about cyber, right? I cannot go there and start to talk about firewalls, like IPS, IDSs, endpoint protection. They they are not going to understand me. But I can go mm-hmm. there and talk to them. Listen, we have a business risk here that's related mm-hmm. to the end users, uh, which we need to improve. So they're gonna yeah. they, they're gonna relate. Okay, you're talking about improving security on the endpoint devices or something. So you need to find ways you can translate that technical jargon into business language, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. And that's very important for you to understand how the business operates. Mm-hmm. Because if you learn how the business operates, you're going to be able to take all those technical jargons and all those tec- technical elements and apply in the business concept to say, okay, instead of going to the, the board of directors and talking about we do have this issue from an external standpoint where firewalls are not working, mm-hmm. IDS, IPS are not working. Mm-hmm. You just go there listening. We have a risk of external factors compromising mm-hmm. our business because of a lack of technology uh, mm-hmm. implementation. You're basically telling the same, but in a language they can understand. And when they understand yeah. the risk behind that, they're going to support mm-hmm. you because nobody wants yeah. to be in, the, in the, the front page of a newspaper. Right. Of course. That's that's mm-hmm. how I kind of handle the communication and, and being able to make sure people understand. Yeah. So you find something that it's 
of their interests. Yes. So you find something that connects at a personal level and you also find and focus on what's in it for the other person, whether it's in the business or something else. Yeah. So it, you come from that place. And I think that's so key. And, and even for the employees, right? So when I go to awareness mm -hmm. programs to talk to employees about why cyber is important, I don't get there mm -hmm. and start to talk about, okay, cyber is important because we want to avoid millions of dollars of revenues being lost. This is no. basic. I go there yep. and I, I start to talk about, okay, how cyber can help you in your personal life. And I talk yep. about, okay, a few examples here and there about situations where people got like compromised on their personal accounts, bankings. You start to relate to the personal content. Mm -hmm. And then you say, listen, mm -hmm. just think about everything I just told you about your personal life that can happen if something goes wrong. Now translate mm -hmm. that back to business is actually the same. So that's the reason I need mm -hmm. you participating because at the end of the day, you're protecting the company, you're protecting yourself. So you make that yeah. personal connection. People really, really mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, of course. I mean, absolutely. I, I totally relate to that. Um, I think for, for me, sharing my story because my identity was stolen, as you know, yeah. it also gives me that personal connection. And, and in the same way, you know, the conversation about cyber becomes interesting because I'm focusing on their mm -hmm. protection and their, you know, safety of their family, of themselves. So yeah, absolutely with you. Now, Diego, you know, you've seen the news so much about AI and all these different tools, chat GPT and chat GPT that, and, you know, there is a blessing, I think, in, in the way that technology evolves. But at the same time, what is your take on the cyber safety or cybersecurity side? And how, you know, what, what would you say to people that are using these technologies, trying these technologies, and what's your take on it? Yeah, the way I see is a natural evolution of the technology. Mm -hmm. I think we're going to, we mm -hmm. cannot stop it, and we shouldn't, right? That's important yep. to the... the I agree to the enhancement of the, the, the human being in how we work with technology. And actually technology will help us, will continue mm -hmm. to help us, right? All these AI capabilities we're talking about uh, has a lot of benefits, right? But a mm -hmm. lot of people are concerned about, okay, who watches the AI, mm -hmm. right? The behavior of yeah. the AI. I think from us on a cybersecurity standpoint is like, how do we leverage those new technologies to also help to protect us? Because I'll be honest, mm -hmm. bad actors, they're actually using AI to try yep. to break into systems, break into uh, environments. And then we need to be smart as well, right? I, I, here in the companies, we use this word cyber smart. So how we make mm -hmm. our process, our people, our technology smarter. And then mm -hmm. one element of that is let's be smart and use AI in our favor, right? So yeah. we don't talk about monitoring people. Now we talk about monitoring behaviors. So you use AI yeah. capability, machine learning to monitor the environment and watch for behaviors that are not normal. Uh, on the other side, there's a lot of concerns about AI from a data privacy standpoint, right? Mm -hmm. So using all these chatbots where you're not even mm -hmm. talking to real people, is it like a machine behind the scenes yeah. talking to you and then maybe you, you're sharing personal information to that machine. Yep. So how do we ensure the protection of our data Right when we share with like mm -hmm. with AI, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. all those elements are concerning right now, but mm -hmm. it's an evolution, and we're yep. gonna have technologies that will also well we have today 
leveraging AI to protect data, to protect access, to protect behaviors, right? Mm -hmm. We don't talk about people. We talk about behaviors. That's the new concept, right? We don't talk about Mm -hmm. firewalls or perimeters anymore because it's the old school of cybersecurity, protecting the perimeter. We are protecting everywhere. Right, so identity yeah, absolutely, and the identity today is actually the, the the limits of your network. No matter where you are, you can yeah. access that's your network. It's not about behind firewalls anymore. So AI can help yeah. us that there big time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I I do agree with you. I think when when we embrace technology and when we, uh, you know, see technology as that tool. We can be, I love being in charge of that technology yeah. and developing the capabilities. So it's not the technology that is managing us, but we are managing that technology, right? Exactly. And we, and we need to be, I think, also very conscious that AI is here to help, mm-hmm. not to disrupt. It's going to disrupt exactly. from a technology mm-hmm. standpoint, but it actually is going to, is going to help us. I. I was just even today talking to somebody about AI building mm-hmm. like profiles for job recruitments. Right? Yep. It's helpful. I tried it. It, it works fine. So, but how do we protect that as well? It's a very important component. Yeah, I think you know the the um, the awareness or the you know the the mindfulness part of using AI to me is the. You know, before phishing emails, for example, we always talk about, well, check out the spelling and it's this and that. With AI, it's another tool that I call it cyber monsters for for us, you know, to talk about, you know, cyber criminals that they are going to use AI too. So we, as well, they are already using it. So as they up their game because they are using these tools, we have to up their our game too. Yeah. So we don't get behind and we can recognize these threats easier. Yeah, I remember I was uh, I was attending a uh, one of these vendors show, uh, and then they were talking about how attackers are using mm-hmm. behavior of like how the mouse, right? How the pointer. <laughs> The mouse mm-hmm. moves in the, the screen to try to capture which numbers they click on the on the screen. Because in the past, okay. before the multi-factor authentication, remember that those virtual keyboards you have to, to touch the, the password yeah. virtually. That was a mm-hmm. long time ago. But at that time they were trying to find okay, behaviors that show how you click in a in a in a screen so that mm-hmm. they could capture that information. So that's like a long like it was like a long time ago. We don't do that type of well. We still have companies mm-hmm. doing that, unfortunately, today. But they are watching. They are watching those. They are using machine learning. They are using AI to get into mm-hmm. your environment. Yep. So what what would you say to a consumer, you know, someone, a regular person that is listening to us right now? Maybe they are in the car or they are just using this podcast as they do their workout. Like they want to learn more about cybersecurity. So what would you recommend? Um, a mom, a dad, you know, a family to to do to protect themselves or pr- to protect you know their their loved ones. Now that's that's great. Uh, awareness for me is the first thing mm-hmm. that they should have in in mind, right? So nobody will send you an email telling you I have this bank account that mm-hmm. I cannot access anymore. I'm going to give you the all the money there. So that doesn't happen. Nobody gives yeah. you nothing is free. Right yeah. in this world, but <laughs> so true. I think the awareness piece is the number one 
element that people out there should should have is that the the world is evolving, right? Mm-hmm. So you see every single day news about companies be, being compromised, and also mm-hmm. you see today companies using cyber as part of mm-hmm. their advertisement and how good their products are. Think about yeah. Apple. Think about uh, Samsung. They use. They mm-hmm. talk about okay, our our devices are secure by nature, right? So then mm-hmm. people can still can start to feel confident in using those products. Awareness is the number one. And second for me is, remember, your data is your data. Don't share stuff with people that shouldn't, right? Mm-hmm. If somebody is asking you for your bank account number, right, and I may, or mm-hmm. the person is asking you to something that's, like, very personal to you, you should, the first thing you should do is, like, hmm, something is weird here. Why should yeah. I share that information? Right, yeah. be intentional, be right, intentional. with what you share. What is the intention mm-hmm. behind of that ask? Mm-hmm. And second is, mm-hmm. don't believe on everything you 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 receive in your emails, right? So telling you mm-hmm. this or that, there are most likely links or attachments they are putting there that they want you to click or download, which may compromise. Mm-hmm. So watch out for those. That's very important. Mm-hmm. And for me, is personal life always have a credit monitoring check. Mm-hmm. So make sure you monitor your your credit score, your, mm-hmm. your your accounts for non-normal usage. Those are important. Yeah. I do have in my personal accounts like limits, thresh, have thresholds. If it spends mm-hmm. over this X amount on this X yeah. credit cards or account, I get a text message. I say, okay, let me see if it's me, it was my wife or something yeah. that's yep. not normal. So when we apply those concepts in our personal life, being more aware about mm-hmm. the environment that we are, being aware about the challenge we have today out there that could compromise my tax returns, right? Don't share your mm-hmm. social security number with people, right? Don't share yeah, your exactly. passwords with people. Don't share yeah. information that can gain access to important things in your life. So that's number one. So when we take those elements and apply, and then we bring that back to business as well, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to be in a much safer environment. That's how I I would describe that. Yeah, I love that because it puts the the power the empowerment yes. in you rather than you feel like oh there's nothing I can do I'm gonna get hacked or I'm gonna be this or I'm gonna be that. Really, you are in charge of your technology. You are in charge of your cyber mm-hmm. life, and you can protect it. Yeah, with those you know things. Thank you for sharing because, those. And I, the important element mm-hmm. you can have the best technology out there. The best yep. technology out there to protect. But if person, if a person is still clicking in phishing emails, if a person is still sharing their personal password, um, that is nothing that technology can do. Absolutely, right? absolutely, it's, it, it's a gap. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I love that you mentioned what I use exactly. So um, I talk about be intentional, be aware, and be mindful. Yes, you know. All these three things, all these three elements are going to help you definitely to, to not be on that mm-hmm. side of, of a victim. And if, if it happens, then you will also know what to do with it. True. Um, so now, Diego, there is a question that I always... Oh, well, before I ask you the, th- the three questions, I, I just want to talk with you about nonprofit and, and your... Mm-hmm. Um, I know you you have a charity and I, I you know that's one of the reasons we also connected so well when 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 I was 
speaking at Cummings because you share with me about that charity. And I want our listeners to know what you're doing and, you know, how we can support you. How can you we support what you're doing in the world, which is amazing. So no, definitely. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk about that. Um, for me, it's always about giving back. Right. Mm -hmm. So if I, uh, I'm here today sitting in this chair, leading a global organization, it's because somebody invested in me and so, mm -hmm. right. Nothing happens by yourself, mm -hmm. right? You're going yep. to, I'd say 90, I would say 90% of the, the work is going to be paid back to you through somebody. So relationship yep. is very important. So Giving back is very important. For me right now, it became a, a giving back. So pushing up and pulling up, pulling up the next generations. Who's going to be the next mm -hmm. Sandra? Who's going to be the next Diego? Who's going to be the next Latino that will influence people, right? And tell them, yes, no matter where you're coming from, there's always an opportunity for you if you work hard, right? And you build mm -hmm. the right relationships. So with that said, we have this charity in Nicaragua where kids goes to this location to learn how to use computer, like basic development things. Basically, it's giving back to the community an opportunity for them to become something. A lot mm -hmm. of those young people out there, they don't see a perspective, especially South mm -hmm. America, Central America. Yep. So they don't mm -hmm. see a perspective of growth, right? So mm -hmm. I, I'll be honest, when I was like my teenager i was never imagining myself in the united states leading a global organization or doing like that was not part of my i, I just want to survive mm -hmm. right but when you have people that can come to you and listen there is a word out there with lots yep. of possibility and actually i'm going to help you through xyz that's where those kind of work is very important because you're telling you're paving the way paving the way for those people to believe okay there is an opportunity for me uh, here Right. So mm -hmm. the charity work for me is definitely about that. So I'm telling those young kids in Nicaragua, say, listen, come learn these skills. Come mm -hmm. see the different things that's happening out there. And with those things, I'm telling you the world is so big that fits you everywhere. And you can yeah. do whatever you want to do if you really put the hard work there and build relationships. So that's the main purpose of those charities that I work with is to give back something that I received many, many years ago. I love this. I, I mean, that we, we share the same passion and the same um, purpose, I think. You know, what, when you were talking about, I, I just kept hearing in my head, to whom much is given, much is required. Yes. And it's always being like, okay, a quien más se le dio, más se le pidió. Like we have been blessed with so much um, in our lives and how we can pay forward and how children, I think, are the solution to cybersecurity and to all these problems we have. And when we get to positions of power that we have, like like in my mm -hmm. case as a CISO, you as an influencer, so we call position of power. And what we do mm -hmm. with that power matters a lot. So yeah. for me is leveraging the power to influence others, especially Latinos saying, listen, it's, it's possible. You can get mm -hmm. there, right? People may yeah. tell you it's not possible. A lot of people told me yeah. it's not possible. But mm -hmm. here I am today telling the opposite. It is possible. 
right? Yes. So we need to leverage the power we have today to really pull up and push up this young generation that's out there suffering yeah. with the message saying that's not possible. It is. And you're going to get there if you put the hard work. Leverage those, those yeah. charity programs. Leverage people like us mm -hmm. to help you get yep. there. Yeah, I love it. And you use the word impossible, which in my brain, it's I am possible is how I read impossible yes. and possible. And yes, absolutely. A hundred percent in agreement with you. And and thank you for doing that. So what's the name of your charity in, in Nicaragua? And if someone that is listening would love to you know, know more where do they can go. And, you know, we can include that in the notes of the show too, but um, do you, could you share a little bit more? Yes. Yes. So uh, I don't think we have like a formal name. We, we used to call the, the kitchen for life because it started giving okay. the, the beginning of okay. that was about giving food for people, right? Those mm -hmm. young kids. And I said, like, instead of giving the fish, I'm going to teach how to fish. <laughs> so then yeah. the kitchen for life became this place where they go in and learn. Um, okay. We have to ever change the name because the problem, the purpose was about the name, but about the, the content there. Uh, today yeah. it's managed locally, right? Okay. In Nicaragua for the team over there. So they have this. If people want to help us, just reach out to me on LinkedIn, on my personal email that I can share here afterwards. So I'm going to forward you to that organization and they now can help you and show the ways you can provide, like whatever you want to provide to them. Fantastic. Thank you, Diego. Now, I, I always ask these three questions. So number one is, is there a question I did not ask you <laughs> that you would love to answer for who's listening to us or watching us right now? Uh, no, actually, I think we were able to touch most of the important things, right? I think we were very focused on the demonstrating to people that it's the possibilities. I love your comment about the impossible. I am possible. I'm going to use that. I'm going to steal from you. I love that. So, <laughs> okay. Thank you. I, I don't think, I think we have asked all the right questions. Fantastic. Now, um, what is your favorite piece of technology? And tell me why. <sighs> I like, well, interesting. I like the defensibility mm -hmm. approach. It's not a okay. one technology itself. It's a combination of many different technologies that give uh -huh. it the ability to defend organizations, right, from malicious uh, uh, attackers. Um, if I would put in a box there, I would say defensibility about how you enable the business to have the right technology process and people in place that mm -hmm. you can prevent things to happen. Prevent does mm -hmm. not mean it's not going to happen. Right. Yeah. Right. To prevent things to happen. So that's how I, I would define. There is no specific. Term. I really like a user behavior technology. Yeah. Like UABA, mm -hmm. things like SOAR capabilities. It's about automation orchestration. I like those technologies. But for me, it's mm -hmm. the whole package of defensibility technology. Fantastic. Defensibility technology. Fantastic. Now, my, my last question, Diego. Do you have your phone near you? I have my phone. Yes. Okay, so I want you to think about your phone for a second and tell us three things why you are grateful for that phone. Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> that's a very great question. So I'm thanking for, for this phone because it can connect me with people. Number mm -hmm. one, I was talking about 
networking relationship. And actually my phone helps me to interact and connect with people to, yeah. it helps people to interact with me and call me mm-hmm. when they need. I love, yeah. when it, I love to be a servant leader and be ready mm-hmm. to respond to call and, and, and support. So that's also uh, a second thing that's very important. And for me is I have my more computer power than a server when we send the person uh, a man to the moon. So that's the, the third one. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. Yeah, I, that's always always so good to to hear. You know what what are you grateful for? And I always learn something about you more. And um, yeah, and, thank and I have you a so much. One. It's like I have access to all the pictures. Yes, yeah, pictures. <laughs> Yeah, I you know for me my GPS like if I don't have my phone I don't know where I am. Yeah. <laughs> Just so reliant on the on the directions because I moved recently and yeah I wouldn't drive without my phone right now. Yeah, well I, sometimes when I don't have my phone close to me it feels like ah something is missing here. It's my it's my Swiss <laughs> yeah. knife. It's my life today. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is for all of us. Well, thank you so much, Diego, for a fantastic time together. I just want to, you know, say thank you. I'm super grateful for you saying yes to this interview. And I'm going to put all the contact information for how people can reach to you. And, um, you know, wonderful. Thank you so much. I, I, I thank you, Sandra, for the invitation. It, it has been a pleasure to talk to you and share a little bit, a bit about my story. I would say we could be here for hours, hours and hours. I could give like a lot of details about things that has happened in my, in my career. But people that are interested to learn more, reach out to me. I'll be more than happy to, to share a little bit more about my personal story and keep doing this. It's, this is amazing, Sandra. Thank you so much for bringing us in front of people that maybe need to listen some some words and something that say, oh, yes, we can. Yes, absolutely. I am possible. And I am possible, <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you. And I will see you next week, the next episode. Ciao for now. Bye. Mwah. Thank you for listening. I'm so grateful for you today. So if you enjoyed this episode, please tag me in social media at way to protect Again, it's way number two protect. And let me know if this episode has helped you. I would love to hear from you. And if you like to know more about me, check out my resources at my website, sandraestock.com. And remember, be intentional, be aware, and be mindful. Be I am. Be I am now. <laughs>